Welcome to the uh, Star Spangled Sportscast. It's great to have you back for another week to cover the week that was in college and professional sports in the United States. Um, it's been great to see Full House. Full Houses are back after the season that, that we had uh, last season with COVID and, and things like that. And it's great to have you back for another week of college football. College football um, we also have the NFL returning this week, so there's a feast of American football to speak about. We'll uh, start start off this week's results with week one of the college football season, starting with the Friday game, UCF versus Boise State. Um, please note that all, date, all times and dates are Australian Eastern time. Um, we're going to kick it off with... Uh, the result from Boise State. Now, last week I picked Boise. I um, picked Boise State to get the result, and unfortunately, I dropped one. Dropped that first game. Uh, UCF won it thirty-six to thirty-one. Uh, Dylan Gabriel had th- thirty-seven attempts for twenty-five completions with three hundred and eighteen passing yards, four touchdowns, and two interceptions, along with twelve carries and for 64 yards and no TDs rushing. Um, Isaiah Bauer also had 33 carries for 172 yards with one touchdown. Boise State put in a good fight after blowing a 21-point lead, but were no match for the UCF Knights, who chipped away at the lead. Boise State made this game a a real dogfight in the fourth quarter with uh, Khalil Shakir, Touchdown, then UCF really showed their class by marching downfield, resulting in an Isaiah Bowser. Bowser, eight-yard rushing touchdown with uh, 4.16 left in the fourth quarter. That game, 36-31. Very close, very, very close. I actually was listening to it at work and um, took everything not to uh, stop work for a couple of minutes to... uh, to take in that game and yeah like the way UCF really showed their class by like in the fourth quarter <laughs> really wow 36-31 that's that's uh really really good game uh, in fact it would be one of the games of the week so if you do want to relive that I would get get on to uh, KO or um, or your Foxtel box if you've got it recorded and really sit there and watch that game that is a really good game now the second game of the week that we're covering Virginia Tech versus North Carolina Tar Heels <laughs> again uh, <laughs> I ended my pick was North Carolina. Again, I was wrong with Virginia Tech winning 17-10 with uh, Braxton Burmester went 12 from 19 attempts with 169 yards. One touchdown, one interception. Uh, Sam Howell went 17 from 32 with 208 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. So after jumping out to a 14-point lead in the first half due to some really lackluster defense by North Carolina, VT, VT surprises us all there, and it, like I and I had number ten Tar Heels to run right over the unranked Hokies. How wrong was I? Like after a lapse in the VT defense, Josh Downs ran in for a thirty-seven yard reception 
for a touchdown to make it a one-score game. Then in the fourth, it was a seesaw battle with both teams intercepting the ball and missing and missing assignments. And uh, after a Grayson Atkins kick to make the final score, 17-10, win to the Hokies. Again, nothing like being there at uh, the stadium um, with Virginia Tech, with Enter Sandman, and everyone going absolutely mental. Now, VT being unranked, honestly, they should have, in my eyes, they should have been ranked. But after that particular win, um, they are ranked 19 going into this week. So to the second week of the season, um, their next game is going to be against Middle Tennessee. Uh, that should be a good game to watch. Middle Tennessee may give them, may give them a little bit of a fight. But I, again, I think Virginia Tech this time around is going to be too strong. Now, in the third game of the week, uh, Northwestern, so this Northwestern versus Michigan State. Um, I did pick Michigan State, and Michigan State won 38-21. Okay, first game of the week that I actually picked. Uh, Peyton Thorne went 15 from 25 with 185 passing yards and one touchdown. Jalen Breed had five receptions for 64 yards. Um... Michigan State started really, really strong, racking up 21 points in the first half, starting with a 75-yard carry by Kenneth Walker, uh, as the Northwestern off offense and defense was absolutely atrocious. However, Northwestern got the score that they needed through a Trey Pugh pass from Hunter Johnson. In the third, same old again from the Northern Northwestern. However, they did hold out Michigan State for a one-score quarter. However, in the fourth, it seems like Northwestern decided to show up and put two scores up. However, Kenneth Walker was way too strong, busting through with busting through the defense for his fourth touchdown of the night. Um, personally, myself, player of the game out of that one is actually is actually going to go to Kenneth Walker with these. Um, busting runs and that all night you can see that that kid he's actually going to be going places now on to the uh, early game that was on Sunday so Alabama Miami I did pick Alabama to win um, I thought it would be a lot closer but in that SEC versus ACC game Alabama won at 44 to 13 Bryce Young went 27 from 38 with 344 yards passing and four touchdowns now this was meant to be one of the better games of the weekend and it actually turned into a absolute shellacking uh not too there's not too much to say i wasn't totally surprised by bryce young uh, being able to lead his team to a much deserved wins over a very lackluster miami team it just seems to me that miami didn't want to show up and didn't want to be there so with that win, Alabama does go to number one um, with their 1-0 against uh, Miami. This week, they've got a bit of a banana skin game, a um, bit of a puff game with uh, Mercer, Mercer College. We'll go through some of the games of the week uh, for week two later on in the, sh in the show. Yeah. Here is one of the games that I would call 
the game, one of the games of the week, Clemson, Georgia. Now, I had Georgia to win it. Um, I had Georgia to win it by seven. Georgia won it 10 to three. JT Daniels tw went 20 from 22 from 30 with 138 passing yards and one interception. Now, what a game this was as... Like this game was like number five ranked Georgia against number three Clemson, so it was always going to be a tight affair. But Georgia's defense, just from the start, it was beautiful. It was a beauty to watch because they pressured the heck out of Clemson's offense all night. And it started with the pick six interception by Christopher Smith in the second to make it the 7 0 ball game. And that just made Clemson, Clemson's quarterback's night one that he'd rather forget and forget very, very quickly. Uh, the defense for Georgia was just sacking him left, right, and center. He couldn't get, really couldn't get too much offense off. Um, again, something that Clemson needs to work on. That kid needs to step up a little bit uh, this week. Now, with the... Um, the loss of their uh, quarterback to the NFL this season. Honestly, I'm thinking Clemson aren't really deserving of the ranking that they've got, so they're currently sitting in six. Now, I don't know how a, a one-loss team can get there and be ranked sixth in the nation when you've got other teams like Notre Dame, Iowa State, even Florida got a win. Like, Texas got a win. You've got UCLA at 16, who have won two in a row. Like, I understand that the first game was against Hawaii, but UCLA against number 16, LSU, with that, with that win there, like, how does any team, now, I mean, any team like your Wisconsin's, your Clemson's, um, North Carolina and Miami, how do they even get ranked when they haven't even won a game this season? Beats me, but hey, who am I to uh, to say anything about that now? Um, yeah, with that, all I can say is that after this performance, Georgia could run the table because this game did have... Uh, implications, well, will have implications coming towards the back end of the season when we're getting down to picks for bowl games and the national championships um, for the top four. Again, I do think Georgia's going to go through as either maybe the second or third um, pick and they they could run the table and they they'll meet Alabama in the SEC championship game and I think they'll beat Alabama and win go on to win a national championship just based on the performance that they had this week. Now Georgia's sitting in number two spot at the moment. Um, next week they've got UAB. So UAB again another. Uh, sort of banana peel game there so very very slippery if they do lose because Georgia could see their ranking go down from number two I could possibly even say depending on results could go down as far as, far as 13 or 14 in the AP top 25 poll 
now on to uh, Monday's game. Florida State, Notre Dame. My pick was Notre Dame. Sorry, actually, my pick was Florida State. I do correct myself there. Um, no, Notre Dame wins uh, 41-38 in overtime. I did call this one to be an overtime thriller, which it was. Uh, Jack Cohn went 26 from 35 with 366 yards, four touchdowns and one interception. Uh, while Jordan Travis went 9-19 with 130 yards, two touchdowns and three interceptions. So the three interceptions there to me at the end of the day are the killer um, what I can say is that I did call, again I called it an, an overtime thriller um, which Notre Dame ran out winners 41-38, to Jack Cohn started the game strong with a 41 yard touchdown pass to Michael Mayer uh, to start the scoring with 5 minutes left in the first then, I'm oh, sorry, then with five minutes left in the first, uh, Jay Sean Corbin had a blistering 89-yard run to tie the game up, going... And going into the second there. Like, I, after that first quarter, I'd start to call this... I would actually call that the run of the season, 89 yards, busting through a couple of uh, tackles there, and... Yeah, so Florida State came out of the sheds and uh, started the second quarter strong with a touchdown by Jordan Travis, uh, which makes the score 14-17. Then Notre Dame came back with a field goal attempt to make it 14-10. And at 3.47 left in the second quarter, came a great interception by Kyle Hamil Hamilton, which led to a Notre Dame touchdown, leading 17-14 going into the half. The third started with as much fire as you can expect. Both teams throwing touchdown passes, starting with Florida State's 60-yard pass to make the score 20-17. to Then Notre Dame, not to be outdone, threw a 37-yard pass for a touchdown after that. Basically, it was all Notre Dame in the third, with two more touchdowns making the score 38-24 going into the fourth. Then, come the fourth quarter, when it all looked lost for, for F FSU, um, they start off with a quick touchdown, and hey, they decided to run right and get back, get themselves back in that game, starting with a pick that led to a Trey Shawn Ward touchdown, making it 38-35, and then steps up uh, Ryan Fitzgerald with a 43-yard field goal to send this one into overtime. Now, going into overtime, <laughs> you're looking at 38-38, after uh, FSU missing a shot at goal to win the game, Jonathan Doria steps up and makes the forty-one year old, uh, the forty-one yard field goal to seal the win for the Fighting Irish. So again, I call I did call this as an overtime thriller. I was so upset that I didn't put money myself on Notre Dame, but I did think FSU would come in to this game fired up ready to go now getting on to next week's games now these are just the main games that are going to be shown live on um, ESPN and ESPN2 so with that there it all starts off at 2am on Sunday morning with Tennessee versus Pittsburgh um, I'm going to go with Vols to win to win 28 to 7 in this one um i just think after last week and the way tennessee played i think 
the Tennessee will uh, rack up the points and get the win against uh, Pittsburgh there. Then at 6.30 in the morning on Sunday morning, it is the number... The number nine Iowa State taking on the number 10 ranked Iowa Hawkeyes now. Iowa State-Iowa games are always a very, very, very touchy affair. I'd put it up there with the uh, Red River rivalry game myself. Um, Iowa and Iowa State, local rivals. That one will be on an ESPN2 at 6.30 in the morning on Sunday. Um, I'm going to pick Iowa State in a close one to win this one ten three. Then at 9 o'clock on ESPN, we have the Texas Longhorns taking on the Arkansas Razorbacks live from Fayetteville on ESPN at 9am. Um, again, I'm going to pick Texas this week um, after knocking off the Raging Cajuns last week and knocking them out of the top 25. This week, Texas goes rank, comes in ranked at number 15, so with a 1 and 0. Going into Arkansas, Arkansas is a tough, a tough team, very tough team. Um, we did have issues with them last year, and hopefully we can get the job done. And um, yeah, I'm going to pick Texas to win that one, twenty-one to seven. Um, then at ten a.m. So if you didn't want to watch the Texas game, you hang back a little bit. And on ESPN2 at 10am, you've got Michigan-Washington. I'm going to pick Michigan to win that one, 28-21. I just think Michigan's going to be a little bit too strong against the Washington Huskies there. But again, this is college football. You never, never know what is going to happen at all. Like, this is why... This is one of the best sports in the world. It's You can't pick them. You really can't sometimes. Um, so that one's on at 10 a.m. on ESPN2. Then the final game that I'll be, I'll be covering is the um, Brigham Young University versus Utah. I'm going to pick Utah to win that one 17-10 just because I don't like Brigham Young at all um, that one will be on ESPN 1 at 12.15 so <laughs> there you go lunchtime football kickoff You've, we've got you covered here from the 2am game all the way through to the 12.15pm game now um, getting on to uh, some professional sports we do have the NFL starting by the time you probably listening to this it, either already started um, as we have the first game of the season Dallas versus Tampa Bay so the uh, Cowboys versus Buccaneers uh, my pick on this one I'm looking at 28-14 to Tampa as old man Brady will do what he does best marches them down the field but we'll just have to see what Dak Prescott has, uh, has to offer this year and hopefully he'll step up and lead his team um Coming into the top four for the NFL this year, um, I, these are the teams that I think will be there at the pointy end of the season. Again, I think Tom Brady's going to lead Tampa to win it. Then Kansas City 
Miami and then Dallas. They will round out that, that top four. Um, also in uh, CONCACAF World Cup qualifying today, um, the USA beat Honduras 4-1. You know, in a uh, bit of a fiery affair. So, again, that's just my take on the sp on sport around uh, the college and the NFL season. Um, really looking forward to the NFL season this year again with crowds coming back. You're going to see those stadiums going absolutely ballistic. Um, again, with what happened. With the Patriots there, so my my uh, my lovely Patriots, we got rid of Cam. We did, had to get rid of Cam Newton there, um, but getting in there with uh, the young man from uh, Alabama, I think he might lead the uh, the Patriots to a win. So um, we'll wrap that up next week. And uh, thanks very much for listening again. And um. If you want to give us a like and uh, just click on the like on the like button or the heart button, whatever it is on, whether it be on Spotify or um, whatever you, whatever uh, podcast uh, user that you're listening to. Uh, thanks very much again for listening. We'll uh, go through those uh, games next week, and until then, bye for now.